Welcome to the Sleep Fairy Way podcast. I'm your host, Jessalyn Romney, a baby sleep consultant and a mother of four. I'm here to teach you everything I know about baby sleep, motherhood, postpartum, and more. I'm so happy you're here. Hello and welcome to the podcast today. We are going to talk about traveling with a baby. Traveling with a baby can feel very overwhelming, <laughs> very just very stressful because you don't know when they should nap or if you should keep them awake or when you should feed them and all these different things. So I'm going to break it down for you and walk through every single step to help you whether you are road tripping or flying or a combination of both. So if you are traveling with a baby and you are feeling stressed about it, don't worry. We're going to ease that stress today and we're going to talk all about it. But first, I wanted to read this quick review from a mom that I had a consultation with recently. Her name is Jessica, and she said, I am so grateful to Jessalyn for her advice and guidance. Since our consultation, we've been enjoying full night's rest, and I was able to drop the dream feed. We needed to hear some advice from an expert to change everything for the better. Yay for sleep. Jessica, thank you so much. I'm so happy you're sleeping. You guys, I've talked about this before, but consultations are my favorite. I love, absolutely love working with you one-on-one, going over your situation and helping you tweak little tiny things to get more sleep. It really is just my favorite thing. It lights me up and I love it so much. So if you feel like you are needing one-on-one help, book a consultation with me. I would love to help you. Okay, let's dive into it. Let's talk about traveling with a baby. Now I'm going to give you five tips. I have done my fair share of traveling. Okay. So these are five things that have worked for us that have worked for our babies and they've made it so that our trips have gone smoothly, been enjoyable. We've had happy babies who are sleeping. They're not overtired and it's just been really great. So the first thing I recommend is to stick to a schedule when possible. Now, a lot of people will come to me and say, okay, I'm going on this super long road trip. What am I supposed to do? Literally treat it like you're at home. Okay, so when we we used to live in Utah and we would come down to Arizona to visit our family for the holidays and it's literally a 12-hour drive. It is the worst, Um, but with the baby, it's more like 13 hours. It's awful and I dread it or I used to dread it every time and I told my husband when we moved here, I would never drive back. If we're going back, we're flying. (laughs) So anyways, but because of this, I have experience on long road trips with babies. The first time we took a road trip, my baby was two months old and then again at four months old and we've just done so many road trips since then with both babies and toddlers so the best thing I can recommend is to stick to a schedule as if you are at home so say we're leaving at seven in the morning I say okay usually she takes a nap at nine so at about 8 45 we're gonna pull over I'm gonna change her diaper go through her little routine with her give her her binky sing the song that I do turn on a portable sound machine and put her in her car seat and Literally just by doing that, she falls asleep. She would fall asleep. She would take a super good nap in the car and she'd wake up when she typically woke up at home. Sometimes they sleep a little bit longer in the car and that's okay. And sometimes they take a little bit shorter nap and that's okay too. But the whole idea is that I would offer naps that I recommend offering naps when you offer naps at home. Same thing with feeding. So say I fed her at seven, we left at seven and I want to feed her at 10 because that's when I normally feed her at home. That's when I know she's going to be hungry. Plan for a stop at 10. Then do the same thing. When it's her nap time, pull over, do the routine, put her down for a nap. Go through the routine again as if you are at home. If you are flying, same thing. Even if you're stuck on an airplane, you can still have wake time with your baby on your lap and you can still go through a little routine and bring a portable sound machine or just use the sound machine app on your phone when it's time for naps and hold your baby for naps. 
stick to their typical schedule the very, very best you can. Tip number two is to bring the sleep triggers. This kind of goes hand in hand with going through their routine. I bring all of those sleep triggers that let my baby's brain know that it's time to sleep. So I bring the sleep sack. If I'm on an airplane, I will put the sleep sack on my baby and hold them in their sleep sack. If I'm in the car, I will just lay the sleep sack over their legs and let them snuggle it, put their binky in their mouth. I will bring that sound machine. I will do all the things that I would typically do at home to let their brain know that it is time to sleep. So bring whatever sleep triggers you can in the car or on an airplane so that your baby feels comfortable. It's just like when I recommend, like if you're traveling and you're sleeping in a new place, I always recommend to bring those things that are familiar to them so that they can sleep better. It's the same when you're traveling. Bring things that bring them comfort and help them know that it's time to go to sleep. Okay, next. Stop slash get up frequently to move around. If your baby is stuck in a car seat all day long, it is not good for their body, it is not good for their circulation. So you have to plan those stops to get them out and move them. If you have a tiny baby, just lay them on their on your lap, move their legs around, move their arms around, just kind of let them get their wiggles out. If you have an older baby that can crawl or walk, get out and find a park, find a little field, find somewhere that they can get those wiggles out. If they just have to climb around the car, let them climb around the car. Do whatever you need to do to make sure that their body is moving frequently so they aren't just sitting in one position all day long. If you're on a flight, I know it's trickier, but you can pass your baby back and forth to you and your partner or whatever your situation is. Just do what you need to do to get some movement in your baby's body throughout the traveling period. Okay, tip number four, plan for an early bedtime. I know that you know this was coming, okay? If you know me, you know that I cannot get through something without saying that you need to have an early bedtime to fix some sort of sleep situation. Early bedtimes change everything. So, If you are traveling and your baby does not take a nap, if you have tried everything and they have just been tired and cranky all day long, zero naps in the car, zero naps on the plane, plan for an early bedtime. In fact, I plan for an early bedtime no matter what because remember that stationary sleep is more restorative than sleeping in motion. So if your baby is taking a good nap on the plane or in the car, great, but it's still not quite as restorative as if they were in a crib at home, okay? This is why if your baby is sleeping in a swing or something when they're little, you know, people always recommend turning it off because when your baby is in motion, they're not getting quite as restorative sleep as they do when they are stationary. So even if your baby's taking great naps, still plan for an early bedtime, but especially if your baby is skipping naps, plan for an early bedtime. If for some reason you are traveling well into your baby's bedtime, that's okay. Put them to bed early, go through the routine early in the car seat or on the airplane, and just let them get that extra chunk of sleep at the beginning of the night with the early bedtime. You can always get back on track the next day, but having an early bedtime is the perfect kickstart to getting back on track. Okay, and tip number five, if you are multitasking, come back and focus because this can be a little bit tricky, but hear me out. Only adjust your baby's schedule If you are traveling from east to west, if you are traveling to an earlier time zone, then I recommend adjusting your baby's schedule. However, if you are traveling to a later time zone, unless it's significantly later to where your baby's going to be up at midnight, I usually don't recommend changing it. And here's why. Say your baby typically goes to bed at seven and wakes up at seven, but you're traveling to a place that is two hours later. 
Is it really the worst thing in the world if while you're on vacation or while you're visiting family that your baby goes to bed at 9 p.m. and sleeps in till 9 a.m. the next day? Honestly, it kind of sounds amazing because then you can enjoy those late night dinners. You can enjoy that time with your family and friends and not stress about hurrying to get home for your baby's bedtime. And then the next day you get to sleep in. You get to sleep in until nine. Okay. So can you see why I recommend keeping on your baby's schedule if you're going to a later time zone? But let's talk about the reverse. If you're going to an earlier time zone, you don't really want your baby to be ready for bed at 5 p.m. and then be up for the day at 5 a.m. the next day. That is a total bust. That means that if you are traveling to visit family or friends, you can't really go anywhere past 5 p.m. And that makes it really hard. So if you're traveling to an earlier time zone, I recommend pushing your baby's schedule back by 15 to 30 minutes every single day for the week leading up to the travel. So if you're leaving on a Saturday, the Saturday before, start pushing your baby's schedule back. So if they typically go to bed at 7, put them to bed at 7.15, 7.30, 7.45, 8 slowly push it back until you get to about nine. That way when you travel, that nine o'clock will now be their seven o'clock. It can definitely feel confusing when you're doing this. So get out a pen and paper and write it down. Map it out what you're going to do for the seven days leading up to your vacation. Write out what you want your baby's schedule to look like. And yes, this includes naps. So you can shift those naps back by 15, 20 minutes, 15 to 30 minutes every single day leading up to the vacation so that when you get there you're on track and it's just not a big deal if you're going for a very long time then before coming home you can slowly adjust their schedule back but I usually recommend just waiting until you get home to adjust and get back on track it's just easier for them to adjust when you are home so that's what I recommend it feels overwhelming but if you write it down it really won't be a big deal I promise okay so let's recap If you are traveling with a baby, one, stick to a schedule the best you can. Two, bring those sleep triggers. Number three, stop and get up frequently. Let your baby move around. Number four, plan for an early bedtime. Plan for an early bedtime. That one is like my number one stressor. And number five, only adjust your baby's schedule if you are traveling from east to west. If you are traveling to an earlier time zone. Okay. I hope these tips help you and your baby get the sleep that you need on your vacation. I hope that these tips help your traveling experience go smoothly. And I hope that these tips help ease your mind and give you the confidence that you need to take that vacation and not feel stressed about it. Okay, thank you so much for being here today. If you could do me the hugest favor, rate this podcast, leave a review, share it, all the things. It makes such a difference for me. It really does. Thank you again for being here. I will see you next time. If you want to learn more about the resources I have to offer, head to thesleepfairyway.com or follow me on Instagram at the underscore sleepfairy. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you next time.